Hello everyone, welcome to episode 34 of Saddest Night Out. My name is Roy and I am the host of this daily podcast. Today's episode will be coming to you from The Engine Rooms, which is a rehearsal space in East London. I was there earlier today, about a couple of hours ago, and I was there with George and Joe of the band Peyote. These are two gentlemen that I first met at an open mic night. In fact, I first met them at the open mic night at the Apple Tree, which is part of this podcast's oeuvre, if you will. There's a word. Episode 25, live at the Apple Tree for the last time. In the episode, you hear a clip of me drumming along with Romeo Crow while he plays guitar. Earlier that evening, I played on the cajon with these two gentlemen for the first time ever. They liked what they heard. We had a bit of a good connection, so they invited me to join them for a rehearsal. I was very nervous going into this because I've never professionally drummed for anyone ever. And I feel like when I'm drumming with my hands, it's very instinctive. I don't need to worry about any formal training. It's just about watching the player play and reading where the beat is going and going along with it. But with a drum kit, there's knowing how to hold the sticks, there's knowing how to do fills, how to correctly position yourself. There's so much more to consider that I thought it would hamper my performance. So I made it clear I was very nervous coming into this, but... So gracious were these two gentlemen, they were, they made it clear they're not expecting anything, this is just a chance to cut loose, feel each other out a bit, and just have a good time. If it leads to something, it leads to something, if it doesn't, it doesn't. So that was great to take the pressure off a bit, and I figured what I'd do for this episode, I did have another episode planned for today, but then I didn't get a chance to record it before I left to play with these guys, so I figured for this episode... I would play, I as I am getting used to doing, I hit record on my phone and just recorded our session. So for this episode, you will hear the three of us playing together with me behind the drum kit for the first time. Well, this is towards the end of our session, so I was getting a little bit more familiar with their style. In fact, I've started the recording with us playing you know, at full pelt, but then bringing it down. And then we bring it back up again, and then we finish. And then we have a little bit of a conversation after we are done playing. And then one of the guys that runs the rehearsal space pops his head in and says, yeah, you need to pack up. So that's where the episode ends. And also the music we make, I will let that be the original music for today's episode. Because I think we might have played one of their songs, I'm not entirely sure. But for me, all the music was new anyway. So thank you very much to George and Joe from Peyote. I will put links to their YouTube videos in the description for this, as well as for the engine room's rehearsal space. And I hope this this gathering we just had will happen again, because I really enjoyed myself, as you'll hear me say in the episode. So hopefully we get to get together again, and I can record another part of this, because I think there's a very interesting story behind these two chaps that is well worth sharing. So stay tuned, and we'll get more of that in future episodes. But for this one... The rest of this episode will be me playing with George and Joe of Peyote, and then me having a chat with them afterwards. Thank you to anyone that's listening. I am in all the usual places, at Saddest Night Out on social media, saddestnightout at gmail.com. If you want to say a word, say hello, I'm always happy to make friends. (laughs) 
and patreon.com forward slash saddest night out if you wish to contribute to the cause. And yeah, I will let George and Joe take it away and I'll see you again tomorrow. Thank you and take care.
I like my kind of like a, I don't know what the term is, like grow like. That sounded like that sounded like uh, what's his face in the outburst. Uh, Jeff Beck. Yeah. Thanks. We'll take that, yeah. I'll take that. I'll take that, definitely. Thank you very much. Bye. My beer is done. Oh, fuck. Let's take a break. Yeah, that's it. So you guys are really good at riffing with each other and just kind of going off the blue scale, up and down, left, right, whatever you need to. What about when it comes to songwriting? Is that more deliberate, like, we're gonna go with these chords, etc., or do you jam and then think, that jam is kind of good? Do you like mold from a jam, or do you start uh, specifically it, with a song? It depends. A lot of the time, if it's more of a, if it's more of a song song, uh, Joe will come up with uh, the main idea. Um, he writes all the lyrics, so that's pretty much comes from there, and then, We'll jam, I guess we'll jam over it together. We, we, want, to, we want to jam them more though, don't we? Like we, we used to, when we used to play, we used to play song after song after song after song. Yeah. And we didn't use to jam enough. True. And now we basically, basically recognise that and we want to jam more. Okay. Because I think some, seeing something organic happen on stage like that is far more kind of... Like, it adds so much more to us. I mean, like, things like we just did that. If, imagine if we did that in front of... Like people would be like, fucking hell, like that's and a fucking yeah. band and I'm happy to fucking see that and I have to pay for that, you know. I think as a young band or a younger band, that's rarer to see. Typically you come fully as a young girl band. A young girl. Full of money is I'm saying. Full disclosure, I'm keeping my god. Straight up. But yeah, like uh, I think a lot of bands already come up with forms. These are songs is what we're about. But if you can sure. arrive at that fluidity, like I saw about, I quite like the band The Doors, and I saw about ten minutes of the movie last night. Happened to be on, and it was when they were playing on stage. And yes, Jim Morrison, you know, was kind of off kilter a little bit to put it lightly. But the band had that chemistry where a song could be three minutes, but depending on what the mood was, what the crowd was like, it could become a twenty-minute epic. Just yeah, yeah. meeting each other and following it through. I guess it comes down to a balance, right? I mean, like, they got to a point where we were just continuing playing, and you kind of go, like, the pop person in your head kind of goes, all, right, all we're doing is jamming. So, and I guess the same thing happened just there with him, because he then ended up actually making a tune. Yeah. Lyri lyrically, you know, it, it, with the refrain of, and this is George, plays, <laughs> but that was something that kept repeating, yeah. and suddenly we're not just jamming mindlessly, we actually have something to go back to. Yeah, like that's how a song starts. So, like I say, I guess it's kind of mixed. You know? Listen, it can come from anywhere. So if you yeah. something like that, that kind of call and response thing can be the anchor for it and you can build something around that. Well, I guess to answer your question, yeah, we have always jammed. Like, that's how we're there. But, yeah, it just depends on where well, the songs go, I guess. It's kind of like how we met, where if you have a thing and you can some, you recognize someone who can pick up on your frequency and join in. That's when you're like, okay, let's, let's try and add this person to it, let's see if we can go from there. Because that is a valuable thing to find. To, to do your own thing and find someone else who sees it and joins in well. That's when the magic can happen. So is there, do you ever write a song lyrics first? No. I sometimes come up with um, like an idea that you can that would be poetry. A lot of when people ask songwriters about that, uh, if they would say yes, then they'd be considered a poet, surely. Yeah. 
I will have a yeah. idea. I'll have ideas. I mean, you think of a good couple. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were interested. <laughs> <laughs> can we take a breather? Of course we can. <laughs> yeah. Through the yeah. microphone here. Like, I will have odd copper to that I think might sound cool, but it'll always be music that I arrive at first and then think, okay, what can slot into this and then take it from there. But I mean, music wise, what I'm talking about is literally just a chord structure. Yeah. 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 I think the main themes in our music, I guess, are a solid, like, like in most songs, a solid chord foundation, his lyrics, and then there'll be a riff, and then that's. Yeah. I mean, then it'll go, from, then it'll go from there, I guess, you know. Well, part of the magic of blues is that. Is that fun to me? American football is a bad name. It's, it's an email as well. Oh, yes, I've heard American football. Good band. Really good band. Really technical. Yeah. I always want to have some bad. Like, I'm, I think I'm similar to you in that I'll have, okay, so the verse, this is the chorus, maybe bridge or something, the basic cornerstones of a song. And then there are some bands who feel like they've got verse part one, riff, verse part two, then we go up to this bit, then we come back to the chorus. Like, I don't know how they arrive at that structure for their song, because as a listener it just feels like it goes all over the place. Yet between them they seem to know where it's going. Maybe I'm just very basic as a musician. No, 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 not at all, but it's the same argument with, with jazz. You know, how on earth do those guys manage to jam like that and all they're doing is listening out the key points between different It's like they can all be doing something completely different. Yeah. As long as it's in the same key, the same kind of scale, everything kind of works, you know. And they're, they're just listening out for one of the guys He's going to change it, and then I'll go along with it. I'll follow with it, yeah. So is there just a well of lyrics, loose ideas, that you can call upon whenever you need to? Maybe, I don't know. I've always loved writing songs when I was out. So I've always written a lot, and there's lots and lots and lots of shit ones. They might have a couple of good lyrics in there, Yeah. so I guess sometimes it builds up. Otherwise, other times, sometimes I'll start off and I'll just have a completely unique, good idea, and it all just works intensely. Yeah. It depends, it's different every time. So when's the last time you would say you finished a new song? I don't know, we haven't been doing a lot lately, so... Has it mainly been kind of jamming, exploring textures, exploring... Yeah, like, right, like you said, you know, it's... We've kind of, we've... The journey, I guess the journey of what we've been doing has been, it's, it's gone over like eight years, so... We, what we are now doing is exploring solely jamming, pretty much. Like, we'll get home and one of us will be on the side, the other one will just pick up and either, you know, get a shaker for a bit, and then, you know, then, then, then get on the guitar and a riff will happen or it won't, or a, you know, just a, a groove will happen, wicked, and then he might, he might, uh, like, you know, verbally riff over it, or he might not, you know, whatever. Might just get a nice melody. It's all, it's all, it's all dependent, I guess, with us. What about you? Where do you come from, musically? Well, to take it right back, the music that I first got into was Block Party, The Strokes, Interval, that whole indie rock early 2000s thing. Super cool. Very much so. And I really was drawn to how a lot of the songs, some would play a riff, 
and the bass would be what moves the chords around. Because before that, I moved to Exeter, I lived around here and moved to Exeter. And I very much kind of wanted the crowd. Everybody liked like stereophonics and Metallica and Feeder. And a lot of those bands, it felt like. Yeah. Yeah. Like, just <laughs> from 11, 11, 11. But a lot of those bands, it felt like rhythm guitars plays the chord structure, bass guitars plays the root note, lead guitars plays some riffs here and there, and that was half the song. Whereas with indie rock, it'd be like maybe the lead rhythm guitar just play one sustaining chord. Lead guitar plays a riff, and the bassist is what moves the chord structure yeah. around. So I felt there was a lot more freedom to it. So the guitarist in the band that I was in had a loop pedal, so I got one just like it, got the same one still now, and just started there. Like I'd play a riff, then bounce chords around that, because I felt like it's opened up the space a bit more. It wasn't stuck to that rigid bar chord kind of thing. And we were all like 16, 17, probably up to about 18 that we were playing. And you get to that point where everyone kind of says, oh, that was fun, but now, you know, I'm going to etc., etc. And I just never let it go. Nothing excited me as much as making music. So I just kept stockpiling ideas and ideas and ideas. So another part of the reason why I had this podcast is at the end of every episode, I put some original music on it because I've just got that many ideas that I've just been sitting on. So I thought, let me just try and drip feed, some, drip feed something out so I get used to seeing these ideas through to sharing them with an audience. Instead of it just being me being like, oh man, my fourth album is going to be so amazing. <laughs> I don't even know. Do you record them? I have, I think, I've got like an album and two EPs that are mostly instrumental recorded, but very rough, like demo version wise. Just so. Hello? Sorry guys, I need to start backing up because I've got another one. No worries, man. No worries. You know, to be continued, because I've really enjoyed this. Yeah, man. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad yeah. you have. Yeah. Like, this is, I mean, <laughs> I have recorded things, so I, I will recognise all the parts where I lost the beat or dropped a stick or something. Sure. But this was just about keeping the beat and knowing where each part of the drum kit is. Yeah. And I'd like to keep things like hand become, eventually become as fluid as you guys are with it. Yeah, that's great. I'm so happy you want to do it. That's yeah. awesome. Let's do it again. The chemistry you have is, is admirable. It's... It's oh, attractive. You add to it, man. Right? You know, that's what playing together is. Oops. Oh, fuck. <laughs> 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 <laughs>